I want to get your thoughts, Bob, of uh, the buzz about the Reds this season. Uh, everywhere you go, whether it's around Major League Baseball circles or Vegas, people really uh, like the upside of the Reds. What stands out most about Cincinnati for 2020? I think it starts with their starting pitching. I mean, you just look at the rotation from top to bottom. It's better than it has been at least in you know, the last five, six years. Uh, you know, Sonny Gray, the way he finished last year, he ended up with Cy Young votes. If he pitches like that, you know, he, he, he's, I wouldn't call him an ace, but he's right there knocking on the door. Luis Castillo made strides last year as a guy who records a lot of strikeouts. Trevor Bauer, uh, he had a down year last year, but 2018 he was one of the best in baseball. So it's one of those, if, if guys pitch to their potential, I think, you know, they match up starting rotation-wise with anybody in baseball. So uh, when you take a look at the organization, everything I read, Bobby, is about development and and pitching uh, and focused on that. Is there anything that's unique about the Reds and their rise? Because it seems as though that they're, the Sox and the Reds are mirror images as far as their philosophy to try to get to the next level with young players. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think you see, you know, they're both trying to, you know, they, they haven't had success in recent years, and you can also see – you know, they made moves in the offseason that would kind of signal that, you know, they want to be taken a little bit more seriously than they have in the past. I think with the White Sox, the difference there is they have the position players, a lot of young position players that uh, have the talent that they do, like Luis Robert and those type of guys. Whereas the Reds, they had to kind of go outside and find a lot of them, say Mike Moustakas, Nick Castellanos, uh, the player from Japan, Shogo Akiyama. So that's probably the biggest difference between the two, but I, th- I agree with you. There's a lot of similarities between the two teams. Bobby Nightingale uh, is with us here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app on the Cincinnati Inquirer. From We talk about uh, what's going on with the Reds and the National League Central. So, Bob, as you take a look at the National League Central hierarchy, you know, the Cubs, as we have talked about a lot, you know, as a team that seemingly has gone through a two-year slump offensively uh, and a team that won it all in 16, but they just have underachieved. So how close are the Reds, do you think, to the Cubs in that regard? I think, I think they're they're closer. Uh, you know, I, I think the Cubs have more pure talent, uh, but for whatever reason, like like you alluded to, I mean, I just don't think they've played to their full potential, uh, whether it's injuries or just, you know, ill-timed slumps at the end of the season. Uh, but starting, you know, Reds pitching, I think, gives them an advantage in that regard. And if, if the Reds lineup, I mean, it really underperformed last year, especially for a team that plays at Great American Ballpark, which is such a small park. Uh, so, you know, if they take advantage of those things, I, I, I think it's wide open between almost any team in the National League Central besides the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, I'm wondering also just your, your overall thoughts uh, about the season, because here we are, Bobby. I mean, the, the bell's going to ring here pretty soon. And it's the positive is, is that we have not seen a ton of positive tests. So what does that say for the league trying to get these 60 games in? Yeah, I mean, these three weeks, I think you have to look at them as a success. I mean, in terms of everything, there were some hiccups. I mean, the Toronto Blue Jays don't even have a home ballpark right now uh, after Canada said they, they couldn't play there. Uh, you know, some guys have missed, missed workouts because of delays and testing results. Some teams had to cancel workouts. So it hasn't been perfect by any means. But, uh, you know, going into the season, I think they feel as good as possible. Now the big question is whether you're going to be able to finish the entire 60-game season and uh, a postseason because you know any of these things could pop up at any time that's going to be something that every sport's dealing with but uh the fact in my opinion the fact that you see college football programs uh you know canceling workouts and canceling their season some of them 
uh, you know, indicates that, you know, if things spike up in the fall, that, that could be a problem for baseball. I was uh, asked on the baseball show here about my comeback player of the year, and I voted for Joey Votto. Is he going to make me look smart or silly? I just spoke to him about an hour ago, and he, he's, pretty, he's pretty confident in himself, and uh, he, he feels like he's in a good place. Uh, you, you know, I, I do think, you know, the improved lineup, adding those guys that I mentioned before, Castellanos, Moustakis, it does take a lot of pressure off him saying, okay, you don't have to be a guy who hits 30 homers anymore. Just focus on what you do best, and that's getting on base. And so I, I do think that'll help him in that regard, just saying, uh, you know, he can do what he wants, he, what he does best. That's a nice way of saying silly. Thank you very much for that, Bob. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> if, if the pressure's off, then he won't be the catalyst to, to help the Reds in that regard. He'll just be, a, he won't be just a guy, but he doesn't have to be the guy carrying the team. So it sounds like that he'll be somewhere amongst the uh, key players for the Reds. You mentioned Mustakas Castellanos, so maybe they will take the lead more so than Votto. That's what it sounds like from you, Bob. Well, if you're asking if I think he's going to be an MVP guy anymore, I don't I, I just don't see that. I mean, it's always silly to write guys off before the season happens, but um, just at his age, just his power has been down the past couple of years. He hasn't shown a ton of power in camp, so uh, I, I don't know if he'll be the MVP type Votto, but he could also turn into the guy who's you know the number one supporting actor type guy. Where do you place the Reds' uh, a pitching staff, their starters amongst others in the National League as far as strength? As far as strength, I think you know their top three – I think top five, I think they're probably second behind the Dodgers. Maybe maybe the Nationals, too. You know, so like the Mets, they, they have a great top of the rotation, but like Syndergaard's out for the season with Tommy John. Uh, the Nationals had Joe Ross opt out of the season. David Price opted out for the Dodgers. So those those top teams, I mean, I think they had better rotations coming in, have been hurting, uh, got hurt a little bit. Uh, but the Reds, you know, they have their top five. They've all been healthy. You can tell there's kind of a healthy competition among them in camp. And they've all looked, you know, really good. Uh, Sonny Gray said he could throw six innings on opening day. He's the opening day starter. So uh, you, you can tell, uh, you know, they're the leaders of the team and kind of the strength of the team right away. Bobby, I'm glad you spent some time with me. I just wanted to get your perspective of the Reds. It should be an interesting season. Everything I read tells me that the Reds will be improving this year. So uh, I look forward to seeing what the Reds bring to the table. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I think it'll be fun with the Chicago teams, too, especially with two good ones now. Bobby Nightingale with us here from the Cincinnati Inquirer on the baseball show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company, right here on ESPN 1000.